Yeah, you can go ahead and grab a seat. Man, I, I love that song, uh, especially we're walking into this series because there is something um, about getting into personalities and motivations that can cause a little fear and anxiety in us. If you're like me, when you come face to face with what lies deep within you, it's not always super comfortable, is it? Especially, especially when your spouse is sitting next to you and <laughs> kind of nudges you along. This is my wife, Robin, uh, and I love, I love when she gets to join me and gets to be a part of this, and she has been so helpful in this journey uh, that we're beginning a, a study of the Enneagram, and the Enneagram uh, is an interesting uh, personality system that we're going to jump into, and you're going to get a lot of information today. Uh, are you ready for that? Um, have you ever seen Niagara Falls? Get ready. Yeah, so it's going to be like taking a sip out of Niagara Falls like this morning with a lot of information on the Enneagram. Yeah. And I, I'm so excited to be here. We've talked about this since probably the spring about this series, and I'm always honored when you ask me to come yeah. up here and be your teammate. Um, and while I'm up here, I just want to say how much I love you guys and I love this church. And I'm grateful every single day that we get to do life and community and ministry together. So anyway, love you guys. <laughs> but I do want to say, do you guys know anyone? Do you have anyone in your life who is an expert at loading the dishwasher? Nobody? <laughs> no one? <laughs> well, let me tell you about it. Just invite me over. <laughs> I can help you with that. I mean, do you know someone who, like, can play the game of Tetris when they're, like, loading dishes and mugs and they do it just so and no one else, no one else can do it like that? And um, it's just amazing how they use, like, the maximum capacity of the dishwasher. It's inefficient <laughs> to load the dishwasher in ways that you're not maximizing right. the area that it's given you. Right. So we kind of have an inside joke what? in our family where... We kind of just, we kind of load the dishwasher. We just kind of put things in and then wait till Matt walks by. I'll redo it. They and, just leave it and open. And then we're like, okay, we're done with that. Um, so anyway, a couple years ago, um, we're laying in bed. Matt's reading a book. I'm reading a book. And he turns to me and he's like, Rob, you got to listen to this. And he reads me this paragraph. Okay, hold on. Hold on. It's from the book, Road Back to You. And we'll get to that later. But it says... If you suspect someone's a one, but you're not sure, watch how they react when they open a dishwasher someone else has loaded. If they cluck their tongue and start reloading it while muttering something like, oh, why can't people do this correctly? <clears throat> then there's a better than 50-50 chance they're a one. Sometimes a one won't let you finish stacking the dishwasher before they jump in to help. They'll lean on the counter, <laughs> while you're loading it and say, uh-uh, uh-uh, when you place a mug where a bowl should go. <laughs> this like, this hit home with me and I'm laying in bed reading this book. Somebody gave me this book, probably one of you who knew I needed some help. I appreciate <laughs> it. Whoever gave it to me, so helpful to me. And I'm in bed reading it and I said to Robin, I said, does this sound familiar? And she just starts laughing. I was laughing. like, what are you reading? <laughs> Do they spy on us? Do they yeah. like have like insight into our life? And he was reading this book about the Enneagram. And then he went on to read a little bit about uh, 
what we found out was more like my personality type, and I've never felt more understood. I was like, I need to read that book. And so that was the beginning of our journey together with the Enneagram, and I think we've learned so much about ourselves, um, each other, how we, like our motivations, why we do the things we do, and um, our relationships, not just with each other, but in work and friendship. And also, it's been really formational, for, transformational for me and my spiritual journey. And so, um, have, do, do most of you have How many heard? of you have heard of the Enneagram? Okay, so pretty mixed, yeah. pretty mixed. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to give you a quick little primer on it. Yep. Uh, and the first thing to do is to talk about the word Enneagram, because some of you might think at this point, this is a cult that I walked into. <laughs> And the Enneagram sounds like something they would do in those circles, not at a church. So right. Enneagram. So, Ennea, the Greek, it's formed by two Greek words, Ennea and Gram. Ennea meaning nine, and Gram meaning, meaning like a point or a character, so nine points. Yeah, so the idea behind it is that the, this personality system has nine different types that we connect with. Uh, nine different pieces to it that help us understand what motivates us and how we see the world. And so what we hope happens today is that you begin to lean into maybe the glasses that you wear, the, the lens, the perspective that you see as you view the world. And here's the amazing thing th that, that I've found to be true is I've always just assumed that people saw the world the way that I see it. You, you know what I mean? Like, and we tend to do that. Like, Which why? is why we get so impatient with people. Yeah, we, yeah. We don't understand. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we, we believe that if, if there's a dishwasher that has a certain <laughs> capacity, why would anyone not see how to put the dishes in there in a way that saves water? See, it's very green. It's very, like, I'm very conscious. Uh, maybe not. Anyway. Uh, we, tend to, we, we tend to just uh, place on other people the same lenses we wear. Does that make sense? And so learning about other types, these nine types, helps us to have, and here's one of my, my big prayers for this series for all of us, is that we would grow in our compassion mm -hmm. and understanding for other people and how they view the world, and that we would have a little bit more grace in our relationships. Doesn't the world need that a little bit? Yeah, yeah so that's where I'm hoping we go at some, at some level. So the Enneagram, nine points, and here's just a, if, if we were in a, an elevator and you said, Matt, just, we've got, you know, less than a minute, how would you describe it? And I would say this, it's a dynamic personality system built around our motivations and how we view the world. And what I mean by dynamic uh, personality system is that it's not fixed. A lot of times when we think about a personality system, you're either blue or you're red, right? So it's pretty fixed in that. The, the Enneagram has a lot of shades to it. And so where uh, you, you might find someone else who's the same type as you, uh, I'm a one, so it's, it's numbers, I'm a one. Um, I might find someone else who's a one, but they might be like a light blue one, and I'm a, a deeper blue one. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Are you with me? So there's different shades, so it's dynamic. There's, there's some movement within it. It's not incredibly uh, fixed. Uh, Augustine in 500 wrote this in Confessions. He said, uh, how can we draw close to God when we are far from our own selves? How can you dr draw close to God if you don't even know who you are? And so he believed and wrote that, that as we become more self-aware, it, it connects us with the God who created us. It helps us to understand how we're, we were created and how we connect 
with the Creator, and we want to we move in that direction. So foundation for the, foundational for this series, uh, foundational uh, in terms of our Scripture is this one. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And as God creates heaven and earth, He looks down and He says, let us make human beings in our image. Now, we've talked about this. Interesting that He uses the word our there, in our image, which gives us an idea that there's, it's complex uh, to be like us. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. And what's that last line? Male and female. female. Yeah, we're all created in the image of God, that we, we bear the fingerprint of God. And so here's the truth I want us to walk away with from that passage and for this whole series is this, that, that I am created by God and I bear God's image. Yeah. Now, I want you to say that with me. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Here's the key truth. I am created, created by, by God, God and bear his I bear God's image. You are an image bearer of God. Even if you, you, you don't consider yourself a follower of Jesus, even if you're not even sure what you believe about God, if we were created by God in His image, it means deep within us, even if it's a little messed up, even if it's a little broken, uh, we bear His image deep within us. And what we'll find in each one of these nine types, and I promise we're going to get there, uh, what we'll find in each of these nine types is a picture of God, yeah. a glimpse of God. It, I, uh, I love the verse in Psalm um, 139 when David talks about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And he says on the last line, he says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. And gosh, if we've learned anything is how complex we really are and um, kind of feel like we're scratching the surface. And so yeah. he really has made us so complex for a purpose. Yeah. So a couple quick little things about the Enneagram and a couple rules, and then we will jump in and um, run through the nine types uh, the best we can. The Enneagram is best used for transformation. It's best used for transformation. And when I say that, I mean full life transformation. Self-awareness, relational, marriage, vocational transformation, and spiritual mm -hmm. transformation. And what the Enneagram is not is the Enneagram is not a box that we fit in. And sometimes we see personality profiles like this. This is a box and you fit in this box and you fit in this box and you fit in this box. That's not what the Enneagram is. It's not a box for us to fit in. It's not an end in itself. It's not like a once and done, you're, you're finished and it's not perfect. And I think that's important to remember. It's just one tool for us to use in self-awareness and others' awareness. Um, we put these rules at the front of this series on page number three. If you have your journal and you want to walk in your journal with us this morning, if you want to take some notes, um, here are the rules. You hate rules, don't you? That means you're a certain type if you hate rules. Some of you are like, You'll no. Find out. Some of you are like, yes. Um, <laughs> If you're an eight, you want to set the rules, and you'll get that later. Anyway, um, page three, my number, my type, is not an excuse. Right. I mean, I think in knowing your number, it's even more of a reason uh, you can't have an excuse. Yeah. You know, you know yourself better. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's once you know your type, like to lean into it and allow God to transform us in that is yeah. so very important. Mm -hmm. It would be easy for me to say, Rob, I'm just a one. Get used to it. 
But that's not, that's not healthy. I just load the dishwasher that way. Yeah, yeah, just leave the dishes away. I'll load it, you unload it. Um, so uh, second rule, I won't use your number against you. That one's tough. It is tough, mm -hmm. especially when you're in a um, disagreement. Yeah, when, you're, when there's tension, it's tough not to use your type against you. Mm -hmm. You're such a nine. <laughs> like, that's not healthy, not healthy. Uh, and then finally, I, I'll work on me, not on you. Mm -hmm. So that's not using, you know, your number against you, but it's saying, let me help, let me help you with, with who you are. <laughs> not, not healthy. Uh, <laughs> what, what's interesting is how many people uh, in our culture are talking about the Enneagram. Mm -hmm. I read about a Fortune 500 company that... Um, instead of putting uh, office numbers on their doors, they put the Enneagram number of that person who was in there so that when you entered that office, you had an understanding of how that person views the world and operates, which would help you interact that with them. Isn't, so that, isn't, that, isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah so throughout, uh, throughout our world, they're talking about the Enneagram. So are you ready to, to dig into the nine types? I hope so. <laughs> Uh, you can take some notes if you'd like. Uh, you're going to get a lot of information yep, here in the tight. next few minutes. If you have your phone and you like to take pictures of what's on the screen because it's going to pass quickly, you should have your phones out and ready. That's okay. A lot of, I see a lot of people doing that. And again, if you want to take notes, page four today is the note page um, for today. And then throughout the journal uh, in the coming days and weeks, you'll be able to, to dig just a little bit further. So the okay. first number is one. One. The reformer also known as the perfectionist? Now, it's important, it's important to remember that, that these numbers are not in any kind of an order. Any, any number could have landed any type, except for the one is the best. Right. And other than that, Which they should all have the numbers the are random. Like number six, I don't know. They We're have number <laughs> one. We're no oh gosh, okay, so the reformer or the perfectionist, they are principled. They're idealistic, they're ethical and organized, um, super responsible. They want to make the world a better place. Yeah, that, and that's where the, the word reformer mm -hmm. comes from, is that one of the things deep within me that drives me, that motivates me, is that I want to bring order to chaos. Mm -hmm. And there's good in that. God did that when he created the world. Um, there's a dark side to that mm -hmm. as well, yeah. which means you never measure up. And the truth is, I never measure up either. I have this internal, if you're a one, you'll understand this. I have an internal voice in my head. A critic. A critic <laughs> always telling me that I'm not good enough and what I see is not good enough. Mm -hmm. And that is a dark side of, of my personality. Yeah. On these drawings that you're going to see uh, as we walk through today, you'll see um, at their best, and Robin mentioned a couple of those, ethical, moral, organized, those sorts of things, at their worst, critical resentful, impatient. <laughs> How many times have I said from this platform, I hate the word patience. <laughs> like that's me at, at my worst. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the dark side uh, of my, my personality. I, I think the core motivation of a one is you feel like I must be perfect and good. Yeah. That's yeah. what drives you and why you respond yeah. and why you do the things you do. Many of the Enneagram teachers uh, who have studied it quite a bit say that we hear messages in our childhood that might push us in one of these directions. And one of the messages that could be heard uh, for a one when they're younger is you can't make a mistake. Don't, don't make a mistake. Like, get it right the first time. Mm 
Okay. Twos. I love twos. Twos, twos love are awesome. Twos. twos are the helper. Um, you see a two over there. It's the helper. They're always willing to jump in. Um, Matt was describing it as like the person who's like got a b- box of stuff and they can't open the door. The two is like there, opening the door for you, letting you in. What else can I help you with? Um, a one, so just to give you a little uh, comparison, a one, if you're walking through a hallway at work, and someone's carrying a heavy box and they can't get a door open, a one is on a mission to fix something so they would never even see it. (laughs) Now, if you're carrying the box, you're going to be annoyed by that person, but the one is just, they're focused, they're driven, they're moving to do something. The two is the one who jumps out of their seat and runs over and takes the box out of their hand, helps them walk in, the helper. Yep, their um, number one priority is caring for others. They are great listeners um, and their favorite word is yes. You know, you need something, you call them yes. Yes. Jesus, when he washed the feet of his disciples and, and gave this picture of servanthood, that's a two. Mm-hmm. A two is someone who, who wants to serve other people. Uh, now, there's a dark, there's a difficult side, a dark side to the two uh, as well. At their worst, they can be manipulative. People pleasers. Yeah, they could yeah. just try to please everyone. And they can be a little prideful about the serving that they're doing. Mm-hmm. So there can be a little bit of a, a tension between serving and a false humility. Does that make sense? And, oh, and I, I meant to tell you this. Like, don't nudge people throughout, <laughs> throughout the day. Some of you are like, you're every single one of the worst of these so far. <laughs> I, I do. I think with a two, um, I think that they are driven to, like, serve and help and, you know, when we are talking about at their worst, many times it's because they're doing that out of their need to feel loved and to feel worthy of your love. And so I think that's where you get the manipulative and um, the prideful. Yeah. The core motivation here or, or uh, what's driving them is I must be helpful and I must be caring. And that's how they see the world is that that's what they're there mm-hmm. to do. Does that make sense? Are you with us? The three. The achiever. The performer, um, threes are awesome. They <laughs> are well-liked and popular. So, so you see the ribbon, the golden ribbon uh-huh. here. The, uh, the, the performer, the three, is driven to succeed. And they believe that the worst thing that has ever happened in our world is participation trophies. <laughs> They're horrendous. You must earn what you receive. That's, that's the three. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about them, too, is they are a cheerleader for their loved ones. They will encourage you, cheer you on. Yeah. Um, they're, people per, they're people people. Uh-huh. Uh, they, they love to be in relationship. They love to be the center. Um, I, this isn't scientific by any stretch of the imagination, but many entrepreneurs, I believe, are threes. They are so goal-oriented to create something that is successful that others see. Mm-hmm. They're driven yeah. to, to make it. And I think uh, the three personality, the three type is, is what lead, leads in there. At their worst, um, some of you who know a three, at their worst, workaholics. They work all the time because they are so competitive. And they can become, they can lean into this image-focused self like wanting to project only what they want to project. Mm-hmm. So you never really know, do I, do I know who that is? Um, and, I have and then s- sometimes they are out of touch with themselves because they're working so hard to project yeah. that um, achieve. Yeah, some of my best friends are threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love 
I love threes. They, they, one of the things, they motivate others to their full potential. They're very inspirational. Threes are inspirational for us. And what's their, their core? Uh, their core motivation is yeah. they must be impressive and attractive. Yeah, that's what drives them. It's one of the ways that they view the world. Isn't this fascinating? And are you starting to like picture people in your mind? Don't do that too much. Like think about yourself here. <laughs> like um, what might jump into you? The fours. The romantic oh. or also the individualists. Yes. Yes. Now, these people see the beauty in the world. They're very... Um, artistic. Very artistic, very creative, sometimes melancholy. Sometimes yeah. they feel um, emotions very deep. In fact, I read something that said fours don't have feelings. They are feelings. Yeah. Fours have all the feels yeah. all the time. They, uh, they, they want to stand out. They want to be unique. Yeah. Like that's super important. Sarah, course. who works with our student ministry, she's a four, yes. and um, she is so creative, so gifted. Uh, I think songwriters, a lot of songwriters, painters, uh, sculptors come out of this, this four personality. Uh, so many great things are created uh, by, by fours. Mm -hmm. they, they value authenticity. Yeah. That's very important. Fours are some of the most so self-aware people in the world mm -hmm. because they're in touch with their feelings, the emotions that are within them. Now, at their worst, uh, they can become a little self-absorbed, dramatic mm -hmm. uh, in, in what they're doing. They can, they can be very inward. Uh, and, and one of the things that it, I find fascinating about fours is there are times when fours, uh, you would think they should be more joyful but because they want to be authentic to that little bit of pain deep within them, mm -hmm. they, don't allow the, they don't allow the joy to mm -hmm. come out. Yeah. They feel like they have to be expressive of, of every emotion It's almost like them. they don't feel it's okay to be happy. Yeah. You know, they, they still got to feel a little bit of that sadness. Yeah. And they're driven by this, like, they must be unique and different. Yeah, that's their in core the motivation. Yeah. Yep. Now, five's a tough one for me. Yep. I don't know a lot of fives, partly because they're introverts who don't like to talk to other people. Fives. <laughs> That's not true. They like to talk to no, people. No, they do. I know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but they are definitely always in search of knowledge. They um, w always want to be prepared with that knowledge. You never want to walk into a meeting or a class and not be ready with the knowledge. Yeah, they're, they're after uh, knowledge. They're innovative. Uh, they're inventive, insightful. They are seekers of knowledge. They are the ones when you're in college and you want to go out uh, for, to a party or a concert or a movie or anything, and they want to stay in and study. You remember those? Well, you didn't know them because you didn't, you didn't interact with them. Those, those are the fives. I think in the business world, this is where we find a lot of CPAs, mm -hmm. which we're thankful for, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Corporate lawyers, yep. maybe these fives that are so focused on information and knowledge so that yep. they're ready to present so important to organizations. Mm -hmm. If you think about like a, a company, those fives, so very important. Calm and collected, I love yes. that too. At their worst, preoccupied with their thoughts, intense. Uh, one of the phrases up there, high strung. Do you know any like intense, high strung? Um, some people use the word anal retentive. Like that is like the idea of a five. And the core motivation uh, for a five mm -hmm. Is, I must uh, be knowledgeable and equipped. Ready yep, for anything. Ready for it. Yeah. Yep. Okay, six. Okay, we're almost half. I mean, we're like over halfway through. We're so. getting there. Are you still with us? Okay. Do we need to take a stretch or a break? Okay, six. <laughs> Seventh inning stretch. Okay, six is 
are the loyalists. Out yeah. of all the numbers, these are the most loyal. They're very relational. They're very, they stay connected to the relationships. Um, and organizations. Yes. They are long-term yes. employees. Hard workers. Yeah. Um, they create. They create networks. So a lot of times sixes, uh, if you know anybody in your world who is always connecting other people, getting them connected, and then they maintain the networks. Mm -hmm. They're the relational people that call you out of the blue, and you haven't thought about, well, I'm a one. I haven't thought about calling them because I don't have a reason yet. Um, they're the ones who just call to keep the relationship yeah. going. They're fact, loyal. I have a friend who's a six, and I hadn't talked to her all week, and um, on, on Thursday or something, I just got a text that said, hey. And I was like, you are such a six. I haven't talked to you in a couple of weeks. And you're just saying, hey, I just want to stay connected to you. And I love that about her. Yeah, on, on, the, on the darker side uh, or in tension, when someone is, is stressed out who's a six, they could get pretty anxious, mm -hmm. defensive. They, they begin to kind of be backed into a, a, a defensive uh, a state. I, do, I really do feel like I'd want to touch on anxiety is a big um, yeah. Thing that sixes deal with for yeah. sure. Yeah. Very cautious at their worst and, and indecisive. And here's, I think, some of the, the piece behind that is that uh, a, a six is so loyal to many different people and organizations that to be decisive about a decision means they're saying no to someone else. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So there's, there's something about that in their stress that makes it tough. Another thing um, I learned about sixes is they're, they're kind of worst case scenario people. They're always looking for a safe place. Is this safe? Do I feel secure? Um, that's very important. In fact, that is their core motivation is yeah. to be, am, am I safe and secure? I must be safe and secure. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> must be secure and very safe uh, in my world. Now, the seven is the life of the party. This is where I, I feel like you we need sevens? to like confetti cannons go yeah. off. I yeah. wanted something. Yeah. yeah, there it is right there. Yeah. This, the enthusiast. Um, Joe Webb, one of our worship pastors, he's a seven. Yeah. He's the light. How many of you think Joe Webb is your best friend? Just from him being up here singing. <laughs> Probably most of you. everyone's best friend. Yeah, because yeah, they're, they're everyone's BFF, right? Yeah. It's like everyone's best friend. And you're like, I thought you were my best friend. He's like, I'm everyone's best friend. But they're, they're super joyful and playful and optimistic and adrenaline junkies, yes. very adventurous. Uh, in big letters over here to the side, FOMO, like they have this fear of missing out. So they say yes to everything, no matter what it is. Hey, you want to go skydiving today? Yes, I want to go skydiving today. And they're on the plane, like in 30 minutes. Yeah. They do not want to miss anything. And, and they're in the middle of And because of it. that, they're very busy yeah. <laughs> yeah. and distracted. Yeah, so you can see at their worst, overextended, they can, they can get scattered, distracted, a little impulsive and impatient with other people because they're always on the go. They're always at the center. Now, here, here is what lies a little bit beneath the seven is um, a little disconnect from their emotions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they appear to be like all heart, but they're, they're, in, their they're mind. in their head. Yeah. yeah, so Joe, if he was up here, uh, talking a little bit about himself, and I think he's okay. I'm going to ask for forgiveness later. Um, <laughs> he, would, he would say one of the challenges in his life has been to feel and to sit in his feelings. And um, he's, we've referred to him sometimes jokingly as the robot. So uh, when others have feelings, um, he goes skydiving. Uh, that, <laughs> 
That's, that's the seven. <laughs> yeah. uh, Ryan Chasen, our missions pastor, is a seven. It's awesome to have seven. They're so around. fun to be around. Yeah. Love them. Um, but I think their core motivation um, is to, they must be fun and they um, must be entertained. Yeah, that's what yeah. drives them. That's yeah. the lens they see the world through. The eight. The eight. <laughs> the eight is the challenger. The eight is the challenger. <laughs> they are. Eight are probably the most natural leaders mm-hmm. of all the numbers. Very strong, very confident, decisive, very direct. Yeah. How many of you hate conflict? Seriously, how many of you hate conflict? Okay, none of you are eights. Eights love and thrive on conflict, and they're going to run head first into conflict Mm -hmm. because it doesn't bother them. They're the challenger. They're the one who wants to leave a mark on the world and they'll do whatever it takes to get there. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of of times they they appear to be like really a hard surface, but really they have a soft heart. Yeah, they're trying to protect what's deep within them. I can say this because I'm a one, that there are two, the two most unliked numbers in the Enneagram is the eight and the one. So no one's going to People don't like us. We just naturally... We're, we're kind of sharp on the edges. People just don't naturally like us. So if okay, you're an eight, not, we need to... That's not necessarily true because I feel like all the eights that people have told me they're eights and I love them. Oh, I love... So yeah. I'm surprised. I'm like, yeah. you're an eight? Yes. I like you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're a one? And I'm like, you. I'm like, you're an eight? Let me help reform you. <laughs> that's... Let me help... I'll help you see the world correctly. Okay, so an eight at their worst, can become very domineering and confrontational. Mm -hmm. And beneath the surface of both the one and the eight, and also the nine as well, is an anger, just just right below the surface that can bubble up and come out in pretty aggressive ways. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've I've mentioned here before that as a a one, um, I struggle with anger at times. It's always just below the surface, and it's one of the things I really have to work on um, to be healthy with others and with my family. Um, that's true for the eight as well. There's some, there's some anger right. there. Um, I think the core motivation of the eight is I must be strong and in control. Yeah. Yeah, they want to they be in control of everything. It's why natural leaders tend to be eights. Uh, the nine is the peacemaker. We love you nines out there. The nines are like, yes. yes. I, I'm a nine, and I... It's the, it's the second best number. <laughs> um, okay, so about the nines, um, I would say, <laughs> I, I don't even know where to start, guys. Um, but they're easy. I'll just, go- I'll just sit down. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> they're easygoing, welcoming, non-judgmental. I mean, for me, I see every perspective. I see all sides to all the stories, which sometimes gets me in trouble in parenting. I can't, I'm like, I don't know what to do because I understand you to my kids. And then I understand that I need to be an adult and make this decision and say yeah. no, but I understand what you're, you're saying. You're and, right. That homework really doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, don't you're, do that's, it. I, I wouldn't want to do homework that. either. Um, but uh, so indecisive, super indecisive. Yeah. I think some of our biggest arguments have been over where we're going to dinner because <laughs> he, I mean, I think we sat in a parking lot for 20 minutes one time arguing about dinner because he just wanted me to choose. I want her to have what she wants. And I just want to go can't. where he or yeah. anyone wants to go because I don't want them to be disappointed. Yeah. And if you're a nine, if you're a nine, you understand this. Someone asking you where you want to go to dinner is the worst yes. possible thing that could happen in your I just day. Need, I need two options. Do you want to go to the sauce or do you want to go to Grimaldi's? 
Yeah. Then I can it. make a decision. Sometimes. Some, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Um, so, so in 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 at your worst, kind of the weak worst. side of this yeah. is you avoid conflict. So if there is For tension, sure. you want nothing to do with Which that. Which is tension. why when I meet an eight, I'm like, oh my gosh, I like you because I'm not like. Like going like this when you come around, because I can't, I do not like conflict. Yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, stubborn, I've never seen that in you, but I guess it's. <laughs> <laughs> he has said our whole married life how stubborn I am, and I'm like, I am not stubborn. And yeah. then it's like one of the yeah. main things. Yeah, and then, um, <laughs> so this is the other piece of the nine. Um, they tend to, in high stress or tension, they tend to want to numb out by uh, disappearing with a book or TV. And how, how many times have you seen me curled up under the covers with my headphones in and like listening, reading, like listening to a book on tape or watching yeah. a Netflix series for 24 hours on end? Yeah. Just, yeah. I want to pretend it's not happening. Yeah, and, and the motivation there, the, the lenses by which a nine sees the world, they're driven to be calm and to bring peace. Maintain peace. Maintain uh, we peace. need to uh, desperately feel like we are all good. And it's one of the beautiful things about the nine is that they do create a little bit more peace in our world, which we, we need that. Um, now, I hope you've, as we've walked through these nine, I told you a lot of information. I hope you've gotten a little glimpse of God in each one of them. Mm -hmm. Like each one of them is a little picture of who God is. Um, all of them have their dark sides. All of them have difficulties or at their worst is what the, the screen said. Um, but all of them also have a deep beauty that God has planted there. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so when we say that you were created by God, I was created by God, and I bear his image, there's something even within my type. That, that gives this world a glimpse mm -hmm. of who God is. And there's something beautiful about yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I feel personally walking this journey out um, and learning more about myself is I, the way I relate to God is different because I know my tendencies. I know that I cannot face conflict. And so just knowing how to um, pray and ask God to give me wisdom and how um, to handle the situation and to give me courage and and be brave and face it, it's, it's really been transformational in how I seek God. Yeah. yeah, I think the spiritual side, the spiritual formation that comes from self-awareness is so powerful in our relationships with other people, our spouses, our work, our neighbors, all of those. So now what, right? So we've worked through them, now what? Um, I am not a fan at all of tests, of the of the Enneagram tests. Mm -hmm. And here's why, because most tests ask questions about behavior, not motivation. They get at what we do. Yeah. And the Enneagram is so much about motivation. There are some tests out there, and, and you know we've even got some in your, your journal if you'd like to take one. But the best way we've found, and with our staff, we've walked through this, the best way to discover your type is through conversations, with reading loved ones. with loved ones, people, people who, who know, know you, really yeah. Well. yeah. Uh, reading, mm -hmm. and we've got a couple of resources that might be helpful in that, mm -hmm. and listening. I, you know, about the test, I feel like for me, when I'm taking a personality test, I kind of answer like how I want to be, yeah. <laughs> not necessarily what I am, and so I think that might be why the test is. Yeah, S Suzanne Stabile, <laughs> who is uh, a, a teacher who's well known for her work in the Enneagram. Um, from a Christian perspective. Uh, she says when she's going through these, if there's any that you think to yourself, I sure hope I'm not that number, that's, that's probably number. you. 
Like, I hear the one, and I'm like, that cannot be me. Like, when you hear the dark side of it, you're like, no, that cannot be me. But it probably is you. And uh, that's sometimes uncomfortable. So a couple books uh, that are helpful. You already mentioned this one. I mentioned this one. This this was the one that was kind of our discovery of the Enneagram, and it's so good. And one of the things I, it's kind of like a baseline of it, but one of the things I love about it is that it does have the spiritual, what is it called? What do they call it? The spirit in there, they have the different sections. Basically, the spiritual Spiritual transformation transformation section. Um, I love that. This this book, we actually have a few copies in the Connect room. So just this new room right off the sanctuary, the auditorium. Um, If if you are one of the first to get there after we're done, don't go yet. You can buy one, but you can get this on Amazon. You know, it's like next day. Amazon. Amazon, They like live next door and they bring things so quick. (laughs) Um, So there's a bunch there, um, and I think they're like. 15 bucks, 14 bucks, something like that. The second book that we'll talk about in a, in a few weeks, um, so this one's written by Ian Crone and Suzanne Stabil. This one uh, is called The Path Between Us, and it's written by Suzanne. And the main uh, idea is an Enneagram journey to healthy relationships. So, so that's this kind one, of more relational focused. Yeah, this one's very relational focused. That one's more. This one should be your first tackle if you... Like if you're a five, <laughs> one and two, uh, and then there's, there's a, a lot of other uh, resources out there. Uh, yeah, In fact, uh, this summer, yes, this uh, podcast. There's tons of podcasts on the Enneagram, and Matt stumbled across a podcast by Annie Downs. I know our women's Bible study has done one of her studies um, before, but it's called her. She's a seven, and so her podcast is called. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but her series was called Inia Summer, and it, um, Suzanne Stabile is actually the first guest on that and kind of breaks down the Enneagram. And then each um, week they talk about each specific number, and she invites a couple friends to come in and share their experience. It was so good. It was. Um, real quick, yeah. uh, so this summer we're on our, our, our vacation and we're listening to the Ennea Summer separately, so this podcast, there's a few different episodes. And we've been on, in a deep dive on the Enneagram uh, for, for quite some time. I kind of wish we had it like 20 years ago. Oh, I do. For our marriage, yeah. it would have been yeah. so helpful to have yeah. early on. Yeah. Uh, I would have known how to reform her. Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, I'm totally just kidding. I, this has been so helpful for me to learn the unhealthy patterns and motivations of my life. But, Same. Yeah. So this summer, anyway, we're, we're both doing this separately, and she comes back from a walk on the beach, and she is like, I just tears. she's in tears streaming, streaming down her face. And we've been studying this, and I, like, so there's nothing new that you've heard. And she said, someone understands me. <laughs> like what I've never been able to verbalize, and she made me take that, that episode and listen to it. It's um, funny because I've never been able to verbalize, and so I took notes, and I was like, I don't even know how to tell you this, so I'm going to read my notes to you because <laughs> I yeah. couldn't, couldn't even say it. Yeah, yeah. we kept the peace. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, we did. Um, <laughs> so a lot of information today, I know. That, that won't, it won't be like this every week. We just felt like this week was a good week to try to get into some self-awareness. And I hope and pray that you'll spend some time this week with the journal. Each day has a, a passage of scripture and a question just to help you dig in a little bit deeper uh, to who God has created you to be, the God who uh, has put his image within each one of us. There's some small group questions in here. Even if you're not in a small group, you can use these questions at home. Um, 
We've, we've added in here, there's a resource page, but then there's a page with every number that we talked about today. And so you can work through these and look at the different numbers. They're, number one, our, our, our graphic designer is awesome. He did a great job on this. Uh, but you can read through them. And if you have questions, um, ask. Like send us an yeah. email. Uh, the last Sunday of this series, we're going to try to tackle some of the most common questions about the Enneagram. Oh, and one last thing. The... Uh, the workshop. Oh, yeah, we're having a workshop here at um, McDowell on the Saturday, the 20th. 28th, 27th, something 25th? like that. I should 26th. know that. Uh, where's the my, fi where's my five? <laughs> 28. <Okay>. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's going to be a great workshop. It's about four hours long, and we're bringing in someone who's studied it and who's also a, a therapist from a Christian perspective. So she's going to be great. We spent some time with her this summer yeah. um, just uh, interviewing her to make sure she would connect well here. We're excited about that. Um, what I hope you hear today is that you were created by God and you bear his image. Mm -hmm. And in that, uh, while there is some, some challenges to all of our personality, there's also some great beauty. And I hope you lean into that beauty because the world needs you mm -hmm. to bear that image well.